2: All right, Tom Izzo, keep your pants on. All right, Al, what's going on? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, I got a, um, every once in a while, there's an article that comes out, and it gets sent to me many, many times. Yes. uh, Throughout the day. Well, this one, as soon as it posted, the New York Post is the one that got the most recognition, although it was posted elsewhere. It's not a New York Post story per se Jerry but it was posted in the New York Post and as soon as the New York Post tweeted it out I just got flooded with it so I thought I would bring it up to you here Jerry I think I I think I get them sent to all right yes I did see your name on a bunch of these Uh, let's go with the headline first Jerry man's penis rots after being bitten by snake while sitting on toilet in South Africa. I did see that. You did see this article. Yes, I did. All right, so let's delve into it, Jerry. It's an entire article here. There's nothing to delve into. Here's here's what we delve into. uh, All right. We don't leave the United States ever. That's a very good first step. That's it. A Dutch man had to undergo reconstructive surgery on his penis after a cobra Bid it while he was on safari, which is why I didn't want to go on a safari trip that Boomer was trying to get me to go on. It's in South Africa. He's 47 years old. He suffered, here's the official term, uh, Jerry, scrotal necrosis after the serpent who was in the toilet bowl attacked him. Now, I guess this could happen in Arizona. I guess so, yeah. In in California, desert areas. Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, The medical journal, Urology Case Reports. This is something that urologists read, Jerry. They get it. (laughs) It's a very popular (laughs) publication. Oh, yeah. They get it monthly. They do celebrity (laughs) interviews. (laughs) Tell us about your penis. Uh, They described it as the first case of snouted cobra and venomation of the genitals. He had to wait three hours and was flown by helicopter to a trauma center, which was 220 miles away. Was this in his hotel? Well, let's see. Or was it in his house? I guess it doesn't matter. I'm it just doesn't curious. Matter. Well, we'll, maybe we'll get to it here. Right. His penis and scrotum were noted to be swollen, a deep purple color, and painful. Happy
1: to see me or been bitten by a cobra? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, he had to get uh, anti-snake venom and antibiotics. To get that sucked out of his penis? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah! yay. Wow. He has developed no neurological symptoms, luckily. Hey, Hun could be a guy or a girl. Who
2: knows what his right. relationship is. No, you don't do this often, but I could use some help here. I need a little help. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy, Jerry. Urology case reports. I wonder if you, could I subscribe to this magazine if I'm not a if doctor? You, listen, I would guess you
1: could subscribe to any publication you yeah. want as long as you give them a credit card that's going to be that's processed true.
2: properly. That's true. But a lot of these, like, specific journals yeah. are very expensive. What's it called now? It's called Urology Case Reports. See if I have my names in there at all. A plastic surgeon, Jerry, later performed a, quote, penile shaft debridement with extensive resection of dead tissue extending into the corpus spongiosum to the fold of the preputium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this man recovers, Jerry. I'm trying to check out if you can
1: actually subscribe, but you can view articles. For the urology case reports? I am looking, yes. Let's see here. It looks like you can buy. uh, Let's see. It looks like publication access is open, so you can probably figure it out.
2: I got into an interesting uh, back and forth, and uh, it got argumentative at times this weekend. With With Gina. Oh, boy. Oh, we were discussing um, a current event that's going on okay and it got a little bit of a, a, a little bit touchy and we kind of went back and forth really and it was interesting did yeah. you kick her out of the house uh, no okay I did not kick her out of the house she did not kick me out of my house but uh, it was getting getting a little testy so The Dave Portnoy thing with Barstool, I don't know how much of this you saw, but Mm. something called Business Insider, which I've never heard of it, but okay, Business Insider, a publication. I I saw some of his video. Yeah, so we are right. That was the interesting thing. So I saw that he had posted two videos answering the allegations in this Business Insider magazine, and my point of bringing it up to Gina was... It's interesting in this day and age of everybody hiding behind lawyers. I thought it was interesting that instead of not saying anything, he took to Twitter yep. and posted a video of his reaction, which a lot of lawyers will tell you do not do. Right, but I said to her, I go, well, how often in the news when you hear something and then they want a, a response from that person and they don't respond, you immediately go that person's guilty. Sure, you know the 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 case of that. Uh, woman and her boyfriend, and uh, they go hiking, and she goes missing. He comes back home, doesn't cooperate with the police. Guilty. Yeah, you certainly think that. And in that case, that yeah. was certainly true. So the the thing was that there were allegations, these uh, t- two women that had said that he was very rough sexually with them and uh, was mean to them. And uh, there were allegations of, like, um, I guess, like, uh like sexual roughhousing and that yeah. sort of thing. Now this is dangerous by the way. What's that? Well this whole topic. Yeah, the whole topic and well, when that was my point of it was, I said, you know, it is really a he said she said yeah, it is. situation. I said, but what's bad is that, you know, these these women don't have to give their full names and they're alleging this against him and we assume right away he's guilty. And especially if he says nothing. I am. Yeah, but yeah. I said, you know, it, it, it's a weird situation because you don't know. Like the fact that her argument was, well, he's 44 and these women were 19 and 2021. 20, That's not that is not a crime. It's no legally. It's not a crime. Absolutely not. Listen, if you want to say it's creepy. OK, but but you're right. According to the law, that is not a crime. And there seemed to, we seem to be, uh, my argument was we seem to be giving no responsibility to the women for DMing a guy, agreeing to meet at his house for sex, and then it, it just... The it, thing that gets me about no it... no responsibility.
1: And where I call it dangerous, yeah. and where it could be perceived as more than just a he said, she said, yeah is that video that came out with him, with his lover. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. But that all seemed to be... I'm not arguing with On you. the up and up. I agree. But that visual's there. And while that woman apparently was into that, you know he likes that. The, I'm, all I'm saying is outside looking, and I don't know him. My first thought would be, well, is that what he wanted from them? And they... That's dangerous. That's what I mean by dangerous.
2: Well, what's weird is that you get these, like, let, let's say you get a... Uh, He's getting DMs from a from a women who want to come over and sure. have sex with him. You gotta be careful. Then they come over and have sex with him. Then the next day, if you don't feel good about what you did, correct. Now it's on him. It, it depends on what happened, right. and no
1: one knows. Right. That's why I try, why I haven't seen Trevor Bauer in Major League Baseball in, in four months. Right. And I don't know if we'll ever see him again. Do you really have any idea what happened between Trevor Bauer and this woman?
2: Oh, right, because he claims and maybe even showed the text messages where she wanted to be choked during uh, the sexual yeah. relations, and then he choked her. It is, I, th-
1: you know, if you're going to, and I am not saying either of this is right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. I'm just saying if you are going to live a life like that, you have every right to. Correct. Meaning be spontaneous and whatever the word is, promiscuous, all that. You have an ex on your back if you're worth money or you're famous. I don't know Wait, what else to say. That's the part that
2: I thought you got to be careful. Was not fair. It, it 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 isn't fair because the women have to have some responsibility if you're going to DM a guy, allow him, having chatted with them online only, to fly you to his home, have sex with him, and then something goes wrong yeah. legally or illegally, either assault or not assault. And as we're sitting here, and this is part of it, we have no idea if she's
1: making this up. Right. Or if he 100% dominated her, and while he thought it's what she wanted, she didn't. And maybe she did say, stop, we don't know. We
2: don't know, right. These are brutal, brutal cases. It just seems like there should be some responsibility for... Like, what I was seeing a lot of, and what Gina's argument was, and I even saw Jason Whitlock... Arguing on the behalf of the, it was funny. I watched the Megan Kelly interview Jason Whitlock about it, and they each took the side you wouldn't think they would have taken. She he, took barstool side. side. Jason Whitlock took the side of the the female, well. saying as a that Portnoy as a forty four year old male should not take advantage of twenty year old girls, as if a twenty year old girl and this was Whitlock's argument he said listen I date young younger girls but 28 is different than 20 but to the law and everything 18 is correct is the number
1: yeah and it's weird because as I am getting older yeah I'm 47 now I have friends that have 17 18 year old daughters and you're right I'll, I'll continue to say and I used to say it too hey if 18 you can go fight in a war which blows my mind now seeing my son's 17. And, right. You know, yeah, by by law, they're they're adults. But my God, they're not. Right. It's you could amazing. go be,
2: become a stripper. You could go yeah. do
1: pornography. Legally. Legally. Yeah. It is insane. It, you know, but you can't have a drink.
2: Right. It's why you want consistency. Boy, we lack it in a lot of different areas. And you say, like, a lot of this happens... And this was my other argument with, or my discussion with Gene on it is I go, you know, there's a lot of NBA players, football players, baseball players that are single, that go on the road. They meet women that DM them. Yeah. All the time, I'm sure. All the time. Right. All the time. Yeah. A lot of guys. And let's say a woman thinks, yeah, that, oh, I'm going to have a relationship with this NBA player and he's not interested. What stops her from turning around and saying, hey, you know what?
1: Nothing. It just could be DNA in her, and she's got proof that they were together, and right. she can go
2: after him. And the headline will be about him. Yeah. Even if there's no proof, like you don't, the Business Insider did not need any proof right. to write that article. Yeah. You have the complaint. Well, they supposedly went looking for it, and oh, they found right? somebody. Because w- according to him and uh, Dave Portnoy on that video, he was saying that a lot of women that he has dated over the years they all reached out to him and said hey by the way this company's this business insiders which is why he
1: said he's been waiting for an article to be coming out at some point
2: yeah it's bad and then the stock dips oh sure
1: crazy how that happens yeah yeah a lot affects a lot yes so i yeah there's i don't interesting i don't know what to say other than i'm
2: glad that i am not in that situation right how about that? It's very complicated. Yeah, related to this, Jerry. I see that a uh, U.S. Uh, this a uh, uh, research that Rutgers University did, Jerry. You're familiar with Rutgers a little bit, yes. I'll you be know there Rutgers. Today. Uh, Rutgers says that uh, a significant portion of American children aren't receiving enough sexual education about birth control, STD prevention. Sure. Saying no, as we've t- talked about here. Do you recall being in school and getting any sexual education? Yeah, we did it in class. You did like what? Yeah. Do you can you remember like what did they cover? Uh, yeah, they covered
1: everything. They to cover, be quite honest. Did they do it separate? Not as graphic as what's out there now?
2: Did they cover it separate amongst boys and girls? It
1: was a cl- um. That's a good question. Now nah, you're going. I don't remember. I just remember. I think it was fifth grade. Yes. It was a, it was a class called Family Life. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's the I name did not of the class. Have that. And it went over everything about relationships with your parents, with your siblings, to then where'd you come from? Uh, and then yeah, there was I don't necessarily know if the STA if we did any of that until almost high school to be honest with you. Yeah,
2: yeah, it would be strange for a but fifth it was more grader. about,
1: you know, sexual health and what's going on with your body as you're, you know, turning from eleven, twelve, thirteen. Things like that.
2: I remember in my grammar school, they separated us one day, and the girls had to go learn about their bodies mm-hmm. and periods and things. Yeah, and we played kickball, so we didn't exactly get the education. Jerry. And when they took you, what the girls? I go? don't think we, they took us. Oh, really? I think this was just about girls and their periods I and know, their bodies. I
1: know when Matthew was in fifth or s- no sixth grade, they did that where they took them to um, the they took them on a, a field trip to a. Health center, really, and the girls went with one instructor, if you will, or doctor, or whatever it was, healthcare professor, and the guy and the kid and the boys went with another, yeah, and they learned
2: all about that stuff. You're right, though. I think not till high school health did we get STDs. Yeah, and and there was a lot of it. I
1: remember freshman year, we got they were giving pamphlets, and you got to read this, and you got to be safe about that,
2: and yeah, that'll keep you from ever wanting to have sex when you see those things. Oh my goodness, you're not kidding. Yeah. All those things going on in the world. Want to see Jerry? Warts on a penis? No thanks. No th- pass. Yeah,
1: hard pass. Hard pass on that one. You're not kidding.
2: Yeah. I wonder. Like, did you did did we have to get uh, like a permission slip signed from home? And then, if not, did you did you if you didn't sign, did your kid have to get to sit out sex ed? I think that's what they do now. I
1: don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Don't remember. That's I a remember. great question. So it wasn't so that. traumatic
2: for you because you, you. It was not traumatic, for right? Me, no, no, not at all. Hearing about uh, puberty and hair on your bowls. <laughs> well said, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Imagine, like, you're the teacher that has to talk about, like, oh, my God, this what is what you day. sign up for? Right.
1: This is yes. the day. Yeah, well, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure the first time they do it, it's like, ugh. After that, it's another class. Health class.
2: Yeah. I remember we used to have, like, a certain times of the year we had gym, and then, like, a short couple of weeks we had health instead. That was where you learned stuff,
1: and that could have been what re- that like that family life thing I'm talking about. That yeah. could have replaced Jim for a month. I don't remember. Right. I really don't remember. We're going back now to 1980. I don't know. 1985. The 80s. 86, Jerry. maybe. I don't remember. It's it's funny how I have different images that I do remember, but I don't have like those that memory like a lot of people do where they not photographic, but they really remember a lot of details. Yes. I do not. Me neither. I do not like. I my my kid go. Both of my kids go to the schools I went to, and I walk down the halls not often. But when a parent teacher conferences, I'm like, man, I went here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no recollection at like all.
1: Like I remember more being the janitor there, some two summers, and the way we used to tear up the building and had a <laughs> blast. Yeah. Than I do going there as a student, which is interesting.
2: Yeah, when I went back to Colonia High School to uh, talk to the journalist. A club or something yeah same thing i was like oh, i barely remember Isn't this that place. something yeah it's just different
1: and plus it also is it it changed right. you know the lunchroom we ate in is now more of a gym than it is a lunchroom so while it's the same space it doesn't look like it did when i was there the church has been completely redone and it looks nothing like when i was there so yeah it's the same place but it's not the same place right i mean even the high school it looks more like a small college now than it does a high school with all the sports facilities they've built
2: why don't we raise the age to twenty one for all this stuff? Like whatever you we need should. to do to be eighteen. I happen to agree with that. Change it to twenty one. I, I I agree with right? that. Right. Not
1: necessarily driving, because I think it I think seventeen, eighteen you're you're mature enough to drive. But I think everything should be twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. I happen to and again, that's because I'm seeing it now. I don't know. When I was seventeen I felt very
2: mature. Yeah, but I but then not. I had friends that were idiots into their twenties. Well, you think back to, like, when our parents were kids, the drinking age was 17. I don't, or was 18. there was
1: there a drinking age? I don't know. When our parents were kids? I don't know that there was. Really? <laughs> I know I know. There must have been. Right. But I know, like, my dad always talks about, like, there was no drinking and driving when he was 17. Like, you would grab a six-pack and go out
2: when it was legal until accidents began. And yeah, that's I guess, when they too. I guess, so where, where did your dad grow Brooklyn. up? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So, yeah, my parents were in Jersey City, so probably they weren't driving a lot. It was more of a of a city. My dad type had a car line. in Brooklyn. Yeah, he did. It wasn't subways and cabs. Like he drove.
1: But I mean, you're also talking 19 when he was 18. So you're uh, that's got to be what the 1960s, I guess. Right, because he was in Vietnam in 60s, uh, I forget what year.
2: So when did they move to New Jersey after you were born or before you were born?
1: After. I think I was in. I think I was three when they moved to Jersey. Really? Yeah. So I think you could so. be.
2: You know how Craig always says he was brought up in the Bronx because I was could have a, been brought up in Brooklyn. I think Canarsie is where we lived. Canarsie. I'm pretty sure. You could start. I would say I grew up in Brooklyn. That <laughs> but sounds I didn't.
1: Cool. I I can't. I played every youth sports in, in where I know in Jersey. Oh. I can't do that. I didn't grow up anywhere. I was born in Brooklyn, but that's about. I don't remember anything about it. Not a thing. My sister was, I guess, nine. When we moved here. So she... So you could... Theory, I'm sure
2: she does have some memories. She could say she partially grew up yes, in Brooklyn. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. The hospital I was born in in Jersey City is now uh, Condos. No so, kidding. Yeah. no, You don't see hospitals go out of business much. Yeah. Or sell. It's been a while. It's been quite a while. <laughs> they had the enough way, after your mom gave birth you to you. are like, let's just shut... Let's, this, this is it. This guy's going to be a pain in the ass. Let's just shut this place down. By the way, the Wendy Williams show, for whatever reason, has various people co yeah. hosting in place of Wendy Williams. And uh, today, Michael Rappaport, That does not seem to fit at all.
1: No, I liked Whitney Cummings last week. Yeah, and I forget who she was working with. Correct. This does not seem to make sense to me.
2: Like Michael Rappaport, we know as this guy who's yelling and screaming and cursing, and now he looks like he's being like super sweet Hollywood. Yeah. Well, he can turn oh it on God, and off. I
1: guess so. No, of course he can. Plus, you hear him all over the place. He called. He sat in here once when uh, after Craig and before Geo. He sat in here for an hour just yelling and screaming. Yeah. About the Knicks. And he was on uh Carter Roberts not long ago. Oh, is that true? Yeah. By the way, speaking of that, I saw McMonagle singing. I just yes. I just saw before I came in here around 10 9:50 uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Looks great. The way they shot it though, it looks like there was nobody there.
2: I, yeah, cuz they were yeah, they shot it from so far away. Right. And, and I, I, guess I guess they had the the so, barrier up social distancing jerry they couldn't get right up on the singers or maybe there's no one there <laughs> maybe McMonagle didn't want the crowd uh, you know pursuing him afterwards. i for autographs but it looked good everything looked good i just wish it
1: would have been taken from a little bit further back yes. to see the people yes
2: but kind of cool yes by the way i'm listening to on uh, my ride home and back uh gilbert Gottfried on joe rogan wow that sounds horrible yes i've had enough of
1: gilbert godfrey
2: yesh Oh yes, yes. Okay. So well, far, really all they're bored, ta- huh? so far all they're talking about is monster movies from <laughs> the fifties. I mean, I hope they move it along. Wow. Did
1: you see that he had a comedian on for two days? It was <laughs> yes. five hours of I, the same guy. I listened to. It. I mean, now we're just giving up. Bert Kreischer. Come on. Five hours with Bert. Give me Kreischer. a break. What are we doing
2: now? I actually listened to that entire thing. Why? Because I had nothing else to listen to. And I was like, I guess I'll listen to this. Hey, Jerry, you got any book, to ma- book tomorrow? No, why? I got nothing to do. All right, come on in. I like to listen to, uh, yeah, like the, well, he and Bert Kreischer are very good friends. Oh, okay, it's fair. I'm just But, still. yeah, five hours gone. A long time. Come on, Jerry. A long time. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. That was, we did, you said, five hours today for the warm-up we show? We did an hour. An the hour. Show. An hour. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. On the warm-up show, starting at 5, then Boomer and Geo at 6. Until then,
0: the warm-up show from this morning. So! eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Fan is your station. We want to hear from you. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good
2: morning, campers.
0: Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. A couple minutes
1: after 5 o'clock, hello, 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 it's Monday, the Eddie Scazzeri. Today he mimics himself as Dan Marino, though he's not, but we understand why. Interesting day in football, I suppose. I'm looking across at Al Aaron Dukes. What's up, man? Oh, good morning,
2: Jerry. Yes, I watched uh, Red Zone, which had a lot of boring games, as we had predicted. I
1: got to tell you, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that right off Thank the bat, you. because yesterday I'm 47, and you know how much I love football. You you know it. I It's, it's Jerry, like religion. You ooze football. I had zero interest yesterday, to the point where I was bored, and I'd never done this before. I turned off football. Usually, oh, I no. hate when NBA teams play on Sunday. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why, why anyone would. Why? I'll tell you why. Yesterday, couldn't wait to watch the Nets and Knicks. What I time had was no that on? Interest yesterday in the afternoon, and then at night. Is that right? So the Nets I DVR'd, and then I went and kind of watched it on fast forward until I caught up live, and then I watched the Nick game. I like I would check in. That's what yesterday turned out to be for me—an NFL check-in game. A lot a of check-in games. The games are terrible. Yeah. It did not go great. Teams didn't show
2: up. Even like the Giant game like oh, I was I, boring. I do see Giants fans being excited and they're like, "You are you guys going to apologize for your Giants?" No. No, it was boring as hell. They're still 3 and 6, right? That's the record. Correct. 3 and 6. Daniel Jones in the year 2021 threw for 110 yards. So there are a couple That's um, nothing. It's amazing
1: you say that too. And did you also notice I checked in cuz I wasn't watching it. I check in on Packers Chiefs during a commercial break. And I see it's third quarter. Patrick Mahomes had thrown for seventy nine (laughs) yards. What's wrong with that? What's happening here? What's that guy's problem, Jerry? I they're not good. I I don't know. I I didn't watch enough of it to tell you, and I haven't seen enough. I saw the Giant game, but there's something wrong with that team, and it's not just that their defense stinks they're not fun up and down like they
2: were they're just not good right now I don't know you're right there was a lot of bad football if you look around oh. you had the uh Jaguars bills out of uh, nine, nine six six eat it
1: eat it did you hear that NFL eat God, it God, the Cowboys decided not un- completely unprepared coaches are dope sometimes and they look like they were looking towards next week.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of bad football. Dak Prescott yesterday.
1: at halftime was five for fourteen for sixty-eight
2: yards. These are the quarterbacks, Jerry, Holy that are Murray. supposed to be leading the NFL. Just awful. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, all throwing for barely any. And then the Sunday night game, you get uh, what's this fellow's name? Matthew Stafford. Did you see that pick he threw? Where he was in the end, he was in his own end zone. and they Decided, I'm going to throw this <laughs> about seven yards right <laughs> in the middle of the pile. Let's see what happens. Picked. <laughs> My gosh, there was what I find cool, Jerry. A lot of a, uh, a lot of Super Bowl rematches. They're not rematches. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it was cool to kind of, and a lot for one week. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it it yeah. means
1: nothing to me. Oh,
2: yeah. Last time I checked Is that, I, that right, didn't, I
1: didn't see Roger Staubach throwing to uh, Butch Johnson yesterday.
2: No, but it was cool. The Cowboys <laughs> did wear that red stripe I thought on their that helmet, was awesome. Which I they agree. did wear one year at least when Roger Staubach was the quarterback. Because I, if you Google Roger Staubach, uh, Google image him, you'll see that helmet with that red stripe. It was sharp. I agree. Very sharp, Jerry. It was
1: good. Look, I'll tell you another thing. The Bronco fans, wow, were there a lot of them in that building. Right. What happened there? I don't know. Like, I could see if the Cowboys were one in six. Yeah. And the Bronco fans had a lot of presence. The Cowboys were six and one, having won six in a row. How you allow that to happen is embarrassing.
2: Right. You embarrassed yourself
1: Yeah, I think so. Can't wait to hear from Jerry Jones this week.
2: Mm -hmm. Good morning.
1: They're a sold-out crowd. They're fine. They're 6-2. They'll be okay. They're better than that. That was like the Bills are better than what they were yesterday. The Cowboys are better than what they were yesterday. The Bengals are better than what they were yesterday. The
2: Bengals are getting embarrassing, losing to the Jets. And then this, by the way, yesterday I did one of those. You and I have talked about this. uh, Most of the times they don't pay off, but it's a low-risk bet. $5 I put down. I put down a $5 Money line parlay. I took the Broncos and the Jaguars. Look at you. Five dollars paid one hundred forty-three dollars. Could you imagine if you were to put twenty-five like, dollars? And Jerry, I'm not saying put two
1: hundred and
2: fifty, a 25 bucks, dude. Ten bucks would have doubled my money. Uh, yes, I know. I know. But it felt good when it was. You know, I'm a Cowboy fan, as you know, Jerry. No, you're not. I'm one of uh, one not. of the many teams I follow. Except that you're not. They were down like twenty-seven nothing. They were down thirty to nothing. Thirty, Jerry. They were down thirty to nothing.
1: They had, and oh. I'll tell you this, and and we can discuss this and we can disagree until the end of time or till the two of us die. But I will tell you, I really believe I'm. you can't settle for field goals. I agree. But for the first points of the gosh darn game, when you know you're a good team and the Cowboys are a good team, why in the hell after the Broncos stopped you on fourth down on your first series and gave them a little bit of life, why you wouldn't kick the field goal on that second drive? Just put some points on the board. The game settles in. Instead, you have a horrific play. You give it back to them, and they were pumped and fired up after that. And I would have been too. And I was throw I, a wanted to throw darts at your face if I had a picture of it because I'm thinking Mike McCarthy, you're in his head. Just go for it. Going on score the touchdown. Go for it. They'll score it. touchdown. They'll score touchdowns. They're good enough to do that. For God's sakes, this isn't a bad team. That's got to keep up with a good team where field goals aren't going to matter. And I'm thinking of you yesterday, and I was want to throw things. Don't throw things at me, oh, Jerry. Oh, my God. Kick the damn field goal, put some points on the board, and settle into the game. Then you want to go for it, go for it. But for heaven's sake, you that game, to me, changed right then and
2: there. Jerry, are the New York Giants knocking on the Cowboys' doorstep? I
1: mean, if you want to say four games back is, okay, sure. Four
2: games back, yeah. I mean, Cowboys need to lose this week for
1: the Giants to be three out. Right, because the Giants are off this week, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I, and then they play in Tampa Ooh. on Monday Night Football when they come back.
2: Is that right? Yeah. Oh, so they get a nice extended extra day.
1: They do. So if you want, I, week. I would say this to the Giants: if you want to really show us something, all right, go win Monday Night Football in Tampa. That would be impressive. That You'd would be, be impressed
2: in, by that. And so would you? I would be. And I don't
1: care if they win that game three nothing. Beat the
2: Bucks in Tampa on Monday Night Football. I don't care if Daniel Jones throws for 110 yards. In a full game. Win the game. Like he did yesterday. Just win the game. Just win, baby. Like Just the win. To, like you the do that,
1: you're going to put the NFL on notice that the Giants are back. Right. You are on notice, NFL. And instead, if they don't, they'll be 3-7. and seven, Oof.
2: And they will they'll really need to not run the table, but they're going to have to win a lot. We've been saying that for a number of years. The Giants, all they have to do now is win out the next eleven games straight, and they'll be right in this. Well, if you think of it this way, so they're right three and it. six with the
1: win. So to be above five hundred, they got to own nine and eight. That means they've got to win seven of their last nine games to be nine and eight. No problem, Jerry. I might listen. They might they got, be able to do it. I don't know.
2: We got no problem. The with problem that. is
1: that first one coming back,
2: not easy. Right, not an easy one. Which means they have
1: to go seven and one
2: to do that. Right. Jerry, how about this uh, Xavier, what's his this fellow's name? Xavier McKinney for the Giants with the two picks, one a pick six, one a pick. I think it was like five minutes left in the game where he. Uh, that was uh, a bad throw.
1: Yeah, bad. Good throw. play by him. Bad throw by Carr.
2: Yeah, good job by him. Uh, and then uh, Derek Carr also fumbled very Which, late in the game.
1: And it was funny. Naked eye, it looked like it was a strip sack. Look at He just dropped the ball.
2: Didn't he? Just it? slipped right out of his hands. From the replay? I don't recall that. Oh, (laughs) okay. And I just watched it. (laughs) Fair enough. I saw that far
1: away angle. I didn't see the slowed down replay. Yeah, watching the game, they showed the angle with the guy coming from the right side. But he just fell right out of his hand. And it looked like he just dropped the ball. Maybe Maybe he got his finger on it, but it wasn't like one of those, I thought naked eye, he stripped it out. I don't think he did. Maybe his uh, muscles just got very weak in his hand, and they gave way. Maybe so, Mike. Mike White, do you think? I'm Mike White. This was the conversation. So usually I work the Cowboy games, but because I thought we might have a baseball game yesterday, I wound up taking off, and and worked oh, out you well. Work Cowboys yesterday. I didn't because I was hoping to have a baseball game yesterday, which didn't turn out to be the case. And then as it turned out, I had my niece's seventh seven birthday party, so I didn't even ask back on the game. I'm like you know what, that's fine. I will go to the party. So we we're there watching. You're just family. We're watching the, the game, and this was the big conversation. If the Raiders score, are they going for two? I think they would have.
2: I think they would have as well. I think they would have went for the win. You're on the road, Jerry. You're and, playing the crummy Giants. And Versace can make a name for himself. Who's this, Versace? <laughs> the head coach. Oh. I love their uh, wide receiver, Renfro. Yes. That guy's good. <laughs> He's not bad. Yeah. He's pretty good. Who's the like, Huds coach you said, Versace. <laughs> Rich Basaccia. Rich Basaccia. He's the
1: one who took over for Gruden. Yeah. And so that would have been, I, I would have been fun to see, even whatever, Giants stop, non stop, him, would have been fun to see what type of coach he would be because I can tell you, Mike McCarthy's going for it. There are coaches in this league that are not going to just put the game into overtime.
2: And now uh, the Raiders are going to get Deshaun Jackson, who's a Giants killer. Uh, Too bad okay. he wasn't there yesterday for them.
1: I thought maybe Odell Beckham Jr.
2: I'm over that guy.
1: Well, well you might be, I'm him. saying, in terms of the Raiders. Yeah. He stinks. I,
2: <laughs> he hasn't been good since he made that one-handed catch. I like to go, uh, <laughs> Odell wants to go to a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, everyone wants well, to go to a Super Bowl. Of course everyone does. But guess what? You don't call the shots anymore because you're not good. I guess that's
1: his way of saying, listen, you teams that are bad, don't claim me on waivers. I'm not coming.
2: Yeah. I guess. I don't know. So who's going to... Do you think anyone will take that, dude? Someone will take him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A scrub team He's or He's going to sign somewhere. Or a contender. What about the Bucks? Good question. Would you be shocked? That's a Bucks. That's a, such a Bucks move. I wouldn't be shocked.
1: I, you know... I mean, how many players are they going to sign? Many. I guess. I don't know. He'll end up somewhere. I just don't know. You've got to have a really strong head coach and a quarterback that's got a good presence. Right, because he'll complain if you don't get the ball. Yeah, I mean... Look what they did to Baker Mayfield. Now, Mayfield's not a rookie, but he's also not,
2: you know, a two-time Super Bowl winner either. He continued to take the high road, too, and asked about Odell good Beckham Jr. Here's what Baker Mayfield so can do. Friends. Don't say a word. Go out and win with him not there now. Slam those Bengals. Oh, man, they really they really took it to the Bengals yesterday, Jerry.
1: Well, that interception return for a touchdown, that that to me was like, wow, okay. Kind of set the tone for the day. Tone setter. You know, it's bad enough when you're that close to the end zone and you got to settle for three. To give up seven the other way?
2: Eesh. You're right. That was a momentum changer early. Changes the whole dynamic of that game. I had that red zone on, Jerry. I was loving it. Those 1 o'clock games, even though they were a lot of bad games, red zone style, they do move through that thing quickly. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, to me, yesterday, to me, it was a
1: complete turnoff.
2: You were not turned on no, by football. Not yesterday.
1: No, that's one of those. Yesterday was one of the, like I said, I couldn't wait to put the basketball on. I'm like, I've had enough of
2: this. And then it's weird, too, like for the red zone, once you get to the 4 o'clock games when there's only three of them. Yeah. If those are lopsided for any reason, then those are weird, too. And um, I but guess, yeah, you had the Kansas City uh, Packers. That, that was game was awful. Awful. That
1: that game was so bad, I couldn't wait to change it. Chargers-Eagles, I Which enjoyed Which is why I was
2: just looking at yeah
1: it was okay. I mean, they—I saw the end. I saw the final drive, because I was watching. As I was watching the Nick game, I was scrolling on the phone to check the scores. I did see the final drive the Chargers had, and they converted. They converted a bunch. And so, then, and then
2: Colt McCoy led my Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and who trade. needs who needs Kyler Murray? Don't need him. What's the point? Trade him, Jerry. You know what it goes to show, though, if
1: you have a good team, and like, look at the Titans last night. The Titans didn't throw it for much. The Titans didn't run it for much, but their defense just clobbered Matthew Stafford. If you're good, you're good. Well, what about the Packers? But I don't think the Packers are a great team. You think Aaron Rodgers I think he makes a, I think he makes a big difference, yes. All right. And that that mess on Friday. Holy I watched the entire forty five minutes with McAfee. I couldn't yeah. turn it off. It was like a it was like a
2: wreck. It was a forty five minutes long? Yeah. Holy Mac. So
1: he did exactly what we talked about. Like we wanted to see him come out and actually speak. And we said, if you're gonna go anywhere, you go to McAfee. I did pull one for it because uh I did find it interesting because it's something that you had said could be the case last week.
0: I'm thankful for people like Joe stepping up and using their voice. I'm thankful for my medical squad. Um, and I'm thankful for all the love and support I've gotten. But I've been taking monoclonal antibodies,
1: ivermectin, zinc, vitamin C and D, H-E-Q. There's the ivermectin you said last week that <laughs> you thought he might be taking. He's all right. He took the Joe Rogan advice. And, and McAfee almost is laughing. Oh,
2: it's when funny he too. says that. <laughs> I, so I was reading, I, I read the New York Post uh, article about this, and they had the transcripts and everything. And even the New York Post article, still, we're how many? how long past this? Information we have on the ivermectin and the New York Post still is like, he took the horse pill. It's not a horse pill, you dummies. Like, why are they still describing? It's a medicine for human beings. See, why
1: is everybody saying it's for worms?
2: Be- oh, it's a d. De- it is used as a paste as a dewormer in horses. It is a human pill for parasites so a doctor will prescribe it jerry it won in 2015 the nobel peace prize for use in humans okay it is a human pill
1: so a doctor i'm asking you, yes, so a, doctor, a doctor, doctor will prescribe will it. prescribe that I, I just uas last week if he was going to take it yes and there you go
2: So now, he took it it is not for it's not been um approved to treat covid that's the problem. So everybody who describes it just decides to describe it as a horse pill. He did, though. I forget that yeah, part.
1: Dopes. He did seem like a kook. Did you? I mean, watching it? Yeah.
2: Well, he's, he's a I little mean, nuts.
1: He is a little nuts. I mean, some of he the was, stuff I don't disagree with what he said. Some of the stuff I'm like, stop talking. Just stop talking. He went to Dr. Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. It was, uh, it was interesting. And he spoke. When he opened up, he spoke for 12 straight minutes.
2: Now, I did see some people, they were critiquing McAfee for not challenging him on things. Well, he just let him go. Yeah. I mean, and there was no, even when he finally got a word in,
1: like his first question was like nothing. I mean, it was very, it was bizarre. It was, he basically gave him a platform to just speak your piece. Right. That's what it was. So and he quoted Martin Luther King. I, I did see that.
2: Then oh then God. I saw it's like Saturday Night Live did a hilarious. Which was awful. It was stupid. I,
1: Saturday Night Live at some point. Oh, that's it's enough. It's not funny. Like I don't know how many times I see now SNL in this spoof, and I turn it on, I'm like, all right, maybe this will be good. I'm like, when does it get funny? Right. They're like, This is a hilarious spoof. I was aeronauty. awful. It
2: was te- I put it on this morning. I go, well, What is this? The is this? best thing about it
1: was they had the shirt and the ski cap. Correct. Other than that, it was terrible. Correct.
2: Right, you're right. I was like, ooh, they found the same shirt. <laughs>
1: it's promising. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. 518, just getting started. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 right here on the Fan. i go away. Cheryl Crowe,
2: 25 After 5. <laughs> you know what's funny about this song? This is a Happy by the Stones, which right. for whatever reason I'm very into now, and I don't know why. The Stones or just the song? Just this song. I'm like locked in on. I'm on YouTube. I'm watching all live versions. So on Spotify, I put together a a playlist of just this song in various live versions that are on official Stones releases. I have eight different live versions. I, I listen to them all back to, back to back to back to back Do they all sound the same or are They're they all different? pretty similar. Yeah. I thought they'd be a little bit different. I thought They're you
1: were going to say you have some
2: covers from like star celebrity No, but acts. Sheryl Crow did one that's on Spotify. Oh, come on. Well. I was yeah. joking. Yeah. For yes. real? Yep. Sheryl oh, Crow. Funny. I've got a Southside Johnny version of Happy. It's a great song. So, okay. Mm. First of all, the <laughs> Keith Richards vocal songs for the Stones, there's not many of them. Right. Happy's a great one. Before they make me run, a little TNA, others that I can't think of right now. But Keith Richards, Jerry, he, he still sings. It. Yeah, he still sings. That's when Mick Jagger takes a little break, Jerry, because he's singing all his. Songs. Go get oxygen. He'll go get oxygen, <laughs> <laughs> and then Keith comes up there and does Happy. You know what I'm saying?
1: I saw. I told you. I saw the documentary from the from the Stones from like 1989. It's like you know we've been together for twenty five years. Don't know how much
2: longer we're going to make it. Yeah,
1: we don't <laughs> and know. here we are, twenty five years later. There's yep. thirty years later.
2: They're still going. Yeah, still here. My God. Right. I remember like when Steel Wheels came out in '89. I was like, ah, oh, these old guys. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a good song. Mixed emotions. I do like it, but I don't know how much longer these we're old do guys.
1: This for. Now they're great grandparents and
2: still banging. And still it doing out.
1: it. And that's great. And you know what? Good
2: for them. I had a lot of people send this to me yesterday, Jerry. You probably did as well. But we did get the first uh, Josh Allen versus Josh Allen game. And uh, Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen. Josh Allen intercepting Josh Allen. Josh Allen uh, picking up a fumble from Josh Allen. And people were loving it. The red zone dude, Scott Hansen. I thought he was going to. What, like, Al? was aroused by it. <laughs> We've checked. He was like, we've checked. We've looked all the way back. Uh, guys playing other guys with their names, and they found like a guy in the 1950s. There, there were two other instances of the same name playing each other, playing each other, but, but, but nothing were- happened. So yeah. Terry
1: Bradshaw never picked off Terry Bradshaw.
2: <laughs> Terry Bradshaw once threw, but he didn't. He didn't catch it. He was right in his hands. We would have had a Terry Bradshaw. It to was, Terry Bradshaw. It was like name scoregami. Yeah, name scoregami. So it was very exciting, Jerry. Jerry, people. Everyone was like, yeah, too bad the game sucked. Blah. <laughs> Adam Schefter. This is the first time. Then Who cares? It's one of those things like when you follow along on Twitter. Yeah. And you if you follow like Schefter and uh, Ian Rappaport, and they, everyone. It
1: was the main storyline. Like Boomer did that going to break. He did? He did that going to break down the NFL today. And then when they they showed you the field, they had the split screen of Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I'm like, okay, great. And then watch the Bills obliterate them, and then they lost 9 nine six
2: nine to six, nine to s- Jerry. Like,
1: you know there are people that bet thousands and thousands of dollars on the Bills yes. just to win a few hundred. Correct, because that game had to have been. I think as- it's
2: fourteen point favorites. If that's not the lock of the, I mean, what the hell are we doing? I don't know what's going on with. Like you mentioned yesterday, Jerry, uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. What's he doing? I, I don't know. I-, I honestly don't know. No. I thought. Mm. And then they put, Then that was the other funny thing. It was like, is Jordan, Ro- is Jordan Love going to be the next Aaron Rodgers? I think we learned that answer. <laughs> you see where they sat his mom? His mom and girlfriend.
1: They were, like, no joke. We're in the last row of the stadium. Right. Now, who's responsible for that, jury? Well, the, the Chiefs are. So I have Aaron Andrews. The Chiefs are? The Chiefs, yeah. Speaking
2: of high, so is the
1: seat that his mother, Anna, is sitting in. Now, these are the away team's appointed seats. She's.
2: <laughs> Jeez, but there are away teams up in the.
1: I've never, in That's all my awesome. years of covering sports yeah. and being at stadiums and covering teams, I have never seen the opposing team's tickets be bad. Let alone the last row of the stadium. Let alone the starting quarterbacks'
2: tickets. Right, it's like, oh, our son, my son is the starting quarterback today. Oh, my boyfriend's the starting quarterback today. Let's go to our seats. And they just you know you when you start walking up those and that's an old stadium. That's yes, gotta be is. like old school cement steps. They're oh. walking around this circle and the ramp yeah. for hours. <laughs> Are we
1: almost there yet? Where's section five twelve? Oh and they were probably at first were like, Oh, I found their section, we're all the way up here. And then it's r- not even the first row. Double Z. Yeah, you think row thirty seven <laughs> is high? <laughs> I mean, you got. There is usually a courtesy that is given. Courtesy, Jerry, and they don't have to be sitting at the fifty-yard no. line in the tenth row. Courtesy, but somewhere in the lower section behind the team's bench, usually. So you I mean, just come on, Jerry. You're just
2: looking for a little courtesy. My God, that that to me was funny. That was funny. Then I loved that for whatever reason. I don't know why the Vikings players were wearing free Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> shirts. That was during pregame. During pregame. Yeah. I don't know why the Vikings play. I don't know what their link is to Odell Beckham. Who knows? But I love that they then went out and lost. And they shouldn't have. They were leading that whole game. I, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware.
1: I, you had some. Purple versus purple, Jerry. That was uh, Ravens-Vikings. Uh, Even, like, the Saints come back on the Falcons and then blow it. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. This this day to me was just goofy. You're there right. Was it was a weird, weird Sunday. A very, very strange day. But, you know, nothing well, better than when you get the nine field goals in a game. It was a, or five, I'm sorry, five field goals in a game. And in a 9-6 uh,
2: battle in the AFC. Like, the Bills are legit thought to be a, a Super Bowl team. Right. They lost 9-6 to the Jaguars. Do, is there any team right now in the NFL that you think – is a guarantee win on a sunday. A guarantee like win like it's almost a guarantee. You mean win. this Sunday coming up no, or no, any just Sunday? Like, like is there a team that's been consi- like a consistent team? No, I mean team. you had the
1: I thought the Rams were. I really did. Yeah. I I thought even though I know they didn't play well against the Cardinals. I really thought the Rams were. <laughs> it's funny. I don't believe in the Cardinals, but they seem to be. I thought the Bills were. I think the Bucks are, but who knows? I, I, I don't know. I thought the Cowboys at this point looking at their schedule I'm like, wow, they're 6 and 1. They're playing the Broncos at home. If it was in Denver, I would have. I really would have thought Denver would have had a legit shot. I didn't think they did yesterday. And then you're looking at the Cowboys at home against the Falcons next week. I'm like, you know, they got a shot to be 8-1. and one. And then Atlanta plays really well yesterday, and the Cowboys play like dog poop. So uh, maybe they'll be 6-3 and three next week. I have no idea. The Cowboys oh, play Atlanta? Are?
2: Yeah. In Atlanta or no, in Dallas? No, it's in Dallas.
1: But what does that mean? Nothing, nothing after nothing. yesterday. Yeah and Matt Ryan played a really good game and that team is weird the fa- i did like sal uh did tweet yesterday that, that that the the dildo was better than the running back
2: yesterday during yesterday's game i think he ran for 13 yards <laughs> so he was right then to choose the maritolade like, over the uh player for I fantasy. I just like football. how he
1: said this morning on his show that as he was watching that game, he was absolutely thinking about that call.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's all that was going through his head. Yes. Pretty funny. I also see Jerry that uh Mac Jones, you know, he's the new quarterback for the By the uh, way,
1: you realize the Patriots are half game out of first place? What's their record? Five and four. Oh.
2: And the Bills are five oh, right. and three it's now. The Bills. Yeah. Imagine, like, the Patriots end up winning the yes. AFC East. Why would that be so shocking? Not shocking. Not shocked. No. This was shocking, though, Jerry. Uh, Mac Jones, who we think looks like the all-American boy, Jerry, a good guy, he plays by the rules, within the rules. Evidently, he twisted a uh, a player on the uh, Carolina Panthers who, at, who stripped him of the football. Good. Quarterback's fighting back. And then he tackled him by the ankle, this Mac Jones, and then supposedly gave it a little twist. He worked the leg? He was
1: working the ankle, Jerry. (laughs) He's listening to you.
2: Yes. By the way, you know the numbers
1: in that game for the quarter? And this is what I'm talking about, about just a horrible day in the NFL. So Sam Darnold in that game, have you seen his numbers?
2: I know he threw three
1: picks. I didn't see his numbers. 16 for 33. 170 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. And Mac Jones, in a game they win 24-6, to six, is he working the leg? Working the leg. 12 of 18 for 139 yards. I yes, mean, these was, games stink. It was weird. Not only that, so you're like, all right, well, they must have run for a lot, right? Yes. The Patriots' leading rusher was ran for 60 yards. Now, they ran for 150 as a team, but, I mean, no one had, like, this monster
2: game. So how'd they get uh, 24
1: points? Uh, well, they scored three touchdowns and kicked a field goal.
2: Did you see that – were you aware of this rule? I think it was – was it the Cowboy game? Yeah, Cowboys-Broncos where the Cowboys blocked a punt.
1: Yeah, it was a – yeah, go ahead.
2: It was a weird rule, right? So the Cowboys block a punt, but it still goes forward, and then a Cowboy dude touched it, and then the Broncos recovered it and were able to forward it.
1: Yeah, that was was a bizarre one, actually. I agree. I did not – was not aware of that. There are so many rules. That's why when – was it iron? No. There was a rule in the Nick game last night that Mike Br- – this is when these guys are worth their weight in gold. The uh, Ricky Rubio has like a slide step to the left and hits an off-balance three. And even Clyde is like, oh, it looked like he traveled. And watching it, you're like, my God, how many steps they can let this guy have? And I thought it was legit no call, too. I thought they screwed up and they let it go. And Mike Breen was right on it. No, it's a new rule where you can catch, gather, and then you're allowed two steps – Either way. So while it looks bad, that was a legit legal play. It's like plays like that in the NFL, there's so many rules, man. When the play-by-play guy knows the rule book like that, it really does help. Because most don't. Right. That's why I thought Breen last night, like
2: he was right on that thing. It was pretty good. So, And I didn't know football. No, I didn't know that either. I also think it's strange when the head coach doesn't know what's challengeable or not. And I saw that in the Packers game. LaFleur wanted to challenge something, and they were like, it's not challenging.
1: It. I do think, yes, I, 100% I agree. A guy like Belichick probably does know for the most part. But I I don't think a lot of us understand what it's like, how fast that game is moving, how fast that play clock is rolling. You've got to make a decision really, really quick. And I could see how you get lost in the moment. you know. But you're right. You would like to think the guy that's in charge knows everything.
2: Did you see what Bill Belichick rolled up yep. to, to yep. the game in? Yes.
1: He he looked like a great 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 grandfather. He,
2: he was wearing a like a <laughs> long sleeved sweatshirt. Yeah, and then his hoodie was up, <laughs> which was cut. Cut off at about his nipples. Yes. What was the point of that? I don't. I don't know. (laughs) do his nipples get cold? So he He looked ridiculous. Extra extra layers just up by the nipples. I have no idea what he was doing. That was so weird.
1: It's actually very funny. We got to take a break. Five thirty six. We'll come back and talk about Bill Belichick's nipples on the other side, if Al would like to. And then we've got Boomer and Geo's in the house coming up on a Monday on the Fan. Traffic-free Monday. Who knows? Probably not. Good luck. Listen to Karen Stewart. It is The Replacements 543. How are you? It's a football Monday, if you like. Or you could call it a Nick Monday or a Net Monday. Call it what you want. Right, Al? Right. Jerry, the
2: pig spank worked again. Craig yeah, went out there. He claims that the uh, pig spank is now uh, unbeaten. unbeaten, which I'm not sure if that's true or not, but because <laughs> I don't remember all of them. Did, no, wasn't uh, one of the pig spanks that, the time when the... Like fourth string Cardinals quarterback beat the Giants. It was uh, no, it was no the Giant. I don't know. You know, I don't remember. Who knows? But that's
1: I, the beauty of it. No one remembers. I do
2: remember that there was one where the Giants got lucky, and they it was a Monday Night Pig Spank, and uh, the Vikings had like their third string quarterback playing against the Giants. I don't remember about the other one. That kind of does sound familiar, though. What you're saying there, Eddie. But it was uh, also interesting. I was following along on social media to the pig spanking, and it was kind of weird to see you know adults standing around watching Evan smack a pig in the butt, a cooked pig. Yeah,
1: he didn't get the reaction I thought he'd get either when he smacked the pig. Hmm. It was like a delayed cheer. Yeah, and it wasn't the roar that I
2: expected. You wanted a roar for yes, of course. And then I also saw a video of C Mac singing. On stage, really with the band. No, okay. well, oh, life yeah. speed was there, right? Life speed was there. He I was love singing. life speed. Craig plays drums to "Hard to Handle" by the uh, Black, Black Rose, Rose, and he sang it. Was it good? It was better than I thought it was going to really? be. But he didn't know the words, so he had his phone out, and he was oh. so that kind of took a little bit away from the performance. But he was confident up there. I'll tell you that. C Mac. Well, I Confident.
1: think no joke. I believe he's been on
2: stage as a stand-up comedian. C Mac. I think so. I could see him as a singer. He has a deep, is a deep voice like this. <laughs> <laughs> breathing, let me let you can to call some mama. I'm sure how to handle now. Come on now. Bam, bam, bam. He so have like a Hank Williams like deep voice. No, not a Hank Williams. Just like a like a, a girthy man deep voice. You know a what I'm saying, girthy Jerry? man. All right, like a Chris Stapleton, girth, manly. Type of a, room. I hear you.
1: Well, maybe he's got a future as a singer. Maybe, maybe we'll have the C Mac and C Carton band coming up. He plays drums, he sings. Yes, and Evan can just
2: Does something. watch, plays bass. <laughs> Evan a bass, he can't play instruments.
1: Yeah, he'll have the tambourine, like that little girl <laughs> in the Partridge Family. <laughs>
2: Jerry, which game was more surprised? I almost did like a a segment. Tell me if you think this could be work. The as Cavaliers
1: beating the Knicks at the Garden by seventeen last night—that no, was the more surprising.
2: Yeah, I was going to be like, I was going to do a segment called, "Oh, that's really surprising," and then we would just like keep saying things yeah. and going, "Oh, that's really surprising, Jerry." It was re- it was really surprising, Jerry, when the score was thirty <laughs> nothing? You think like that was really surprising? <laughs> yeah, to me. No kidding.
1: No joke. Right. I'm watching the score go from, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, he missed the extra point to start, so it's six nothing. It's thirteen nothing. It's sixteen nothing. It's nineteen nothing. It's am like, what are we doing?
2: At sixteen nothing.
1: I still felt okay.
2: It was a li- I was like getting there. I was, like, I was huh. concerned. Yeah.
1: And even at nineteen, I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's score a touchdown, put a little fear in them and maybe yeah, you win twenty one nineteen, have one of those DAC comebacks. Then it went to 27.
2: (laughs) So this ain't happening today. (laughs) Then there was some concern like, would they keep Dak in because, you know, the game's probably over? And do you want to, it's funny you say that. Yeah.
1: So it's interesting because usually I would err on the side of caution in a case like that. But I also thought he was so bad. Like, he looks so rusty to me. Like, he's got to get some reps in. So you hope that they're better next week and they look more like the team they've been, not that the team they were yesterday.
2: Was that more surprising, Jerry, than the Jaguars beating the Bills? Because that was really
1: surprising, Jerry. I would say it's a really good question, and I think they're six and one half dozen to the other. And I only say it because I really thought the Bills were a legit Super Bowl team. I legit thought the Jaguars were not going to win another game this season, and I figured the Bills would clobber them. At the very least, they'd get out of there with a win somehow. The Cowboys losing to the Broncos, very surprising for sure. I think they're both one and the same. Hey Jerry, you know what was
2: really surprising to me yesterday? How the Bengals got their butts whooped. <laughs> that was really surprising coming off the loss to the Jets. Yeah, no, you're you're Jerry, exactly would you, right. Would you say that was really surprising to you? It was
1: really not that they lost, but how
2: much they lost by. That was really
1: surprising. That was really surprising.
2: And losing to the Jets, you thought that was really surprising. How
1: about this? Is this really surprising yeah. that the Tennessee Titans won last night and beat the Rams? That's the same Tennessee Titan team that lost to the Jets.
2: <laughs> that was really surprising. What when that
1: going
2: on? Back those couple weeks ago when the Jets beat the Titans, that was really surprising. <laughs> and last night, the fact that the Titans beat the Rams without Derek Henley, Henry? Or Henry, yeah. That was really Not surprising Not Don Henley's to nephew. Me. That was so surprising.
1: Yeah, it was. Adrian Peterson scored a touchdown.
2: That was really surprising, Jerry. Really, really surprising. Because that guy hasn't been even playing football. <laughs> Jerry, you know what else I found really surprising? The Cavaliers beating the Knicks <laughs> at the Garden. You've mentioned that. Yeah, I don't I don't watch basketball on those. Sundays. If you haven't realized, yeah. I kind of bet that game. <laughs> if you haven't noticed by now. So that was
1: really surprising to you. Yes. Yes. After the way they came back and beat the Bucks the other night, they go from 20 down and they wind up winning. And while I agree I would never bet the Knicks on an over for the season because that means I'm rooting for them way too much. Right. I thought that was easy money last night. Coming home, great win over the Bucks. Here we go. I don't even, and I understand the Cavs had won a few games in a row. I don't know who half these guys are. And I'm watching this game. It's a one-point game at halftime. All right, we're good. A little nervous, but we're good. And then I'm watching the third quarter. I'm like, what the hell is happening? It was really amazing.
2: So when that game ended. It was really surprising, Al. Jerry, when that game ended and you saw that the Knicks had lost, that was really I surprising. watched it, and I oh, yeah, was really right surprised watching it. No you know what else really surprised me <laughs> yesterday, Jerry, watching the football game? Cole McCoy looked pretty good. I was really surprised. <laughs> you me. are such a jackass. <laughs> I'm trying to get this to catch on, like, Cool Games and uh, Fraudulent 5. This is the really surprising segment.
1: Yeah. Mm. It was just really surprising, Jerry. <laughs> this has more of a Saturday Night Live feel to it
2: than <laughs> it does cool games, I got to be honest. Colt it's McCoy. Another one of these bad spoofs. When they were saying that, you know, I'm a big Cardinals fan, as you know now, Jerry. Oh, enough with you. I'm a big Cardinals no, fan. So when I was reading in the morning that uh, Kyler Murray was going to be out, yeah. I was like, I l- could not even tell you who the Cardinals' uh, know backup either. quarterback is. Yeah, why would you know? So when I saw it was Colt McCoy, was so, it was really surprising to me, Jerry, that he's still playing in the league and still playing through throw, throw, throw some pretty good passes. What was, yeah, was really surprising,
1: really, really surprising. was Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they get it to 31-17. Yeah. They get the ball back, and he throws a horrendous interception. Really wasn't that surprising. That was really surprising to me. No, that wasn't me. actually. No, that was it so surprising. You know what was really surprising to me was Patrick Mahomes, who threw for 166 <laughs> yards. <laughs> Jerry, that's really surprising how poorly he played. Oh, my God. What a boring day in the NFL. That was really surprising
2: That was really me. surprising. But no worries, Jerry. You mentioned about boring games in the NFL. No worries. Today you got the Bears-Steelers today, oh, Jerry. Oh, God. That's going to be a really I... surprising, great game. No,
1: it's not, because you're not going to watch like you never uh, do. You know what you have tonight? Let's be honest. Tonight you've got the Nets and Bulls in Chicago. All right. Really good game. Nixon Knicks and 76ers Sixers. This is one night I will tell you the NFL doesn't exist tonight. Knicks, 76ers, Nets, Bulls tonight. You're That's going you're basketball watching. instead. Bears, Steelers? <laughs> Please. 551, soon to be 552. We'll hey, you know
2: what? Al won't watch any of it. Well, that's a very good point, That's really surprising. (laughs) That's so surprising.
1: That is true, too. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back, wrap it up. We'll have Boomer and Gio coming up top of the hour right now on Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. A win for the Giants, a loss for the Knicks. Nets won, Islanders lost. Tonight you've got Knicks in Philly, Nets in Brooklyn, and the Steelers play that team we can't stand.
2: Jerry, I love this move that Luis Rojas is doing, former Mets manager. He interviewed with the Yankees to be a uh, base, base coach. coach. Yeah. What, what a pleasure that would be. Imagine as long going... as you're not Phil Nevin. But imagine going from being a manager, where you you have to be in charge of everything. You now just, he just has
1: to oh. watch the play and go like this. Oh, and first
2: base. Let's be honest. <laughs> all you're doing is saying, "Do you want me to hold your batting gloves and just pick up your socks?" So signs. great. Yeah, I know. I, I think about that when guys go from being head coaches of football to being just like in charge of the offense or tight ends. What a pleasure that must be, because you know the other side. Like to be a base coach is probably difficult if you've never been a base coach. Before. I'm razor shine, you're <laughs> third base coach of life, and then you could be third base coach for life. You could be. That is very true. But people would look at that as oh, Luis Rojas got a demotion. So, so I mean, what it's an not easy job. It's also a gigantic pay cut. Oh, I mean,
1: what do you? I, and I don't know this. What do you think he was making about nine hundred thousand? I think as manager of the Mets, eight hundred thousand. What do you think he's going to make as a base coach?
2: You think they get three hundred grand? No, I
1: don't. No, no, I don't know. If yeah. you asked me, I'd say one fifty.
2: One fifty. Now no one's crying for them. Who do we talk to? Razor Shines, our head. You co- could call Razor Shines, find out. Coach for life. I don't know what that means. I don't know. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD
0: One New York, an Odyssey Station.